Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. You know, there's something that people pull on social media that there are times we need to differentiate these things from the church. God is not daddy. Uh-huh. Let me, let me, that is very heavy. Some of you might know what God is not that. God is a father. There is a difference. Because the fact that you're a daddy means you, you have the ability to reproduce. You having the ability to reproduce, reproduce doesn't make you a father. Anybody can reproduce. There is a difference when you call someone daddy or someone you call father. And I'm not trying to hear to be funny. When you call someone a father, father, that, that rings a call. The truth is the fact that he's not the one that gave birth to you physically does not mean he cannot father you. I hope you can hear me. Some of us have many fathers. We have many fathers in faith. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean listen, there are a lot of fathers that I look up to even in faith. That doesn't mean they were the one that gave birth to me physically. And that's to let you know the, the roots, how the fatherhood dimension goes down. When you call God a father, listen, God is the best of all fathers. I just told you right now. An earthly father would still need a womb to reproduce. If God had to go look for Marys in every generation to give birth to all of us, I'm sure, <laughs> maybe by now, <laughs> the day one of the Marys says, ah, my own womb, me, I want to do something with my own womb, then all of us will be in problem. The, the, the next sons of adoption in that generation will say, because this other womb or this other person say I want to do because some of you don't know Mary had a choice Mary had the choice that's why I'm not so I don't I don't have any issues with Mary but I can tell you the reason why she was blessed above all those women in that generation was because she made a choice I don't think anything was was fantastic about her and I'm saying this not to play her down it's for you to understand that listen she had to come to put herself under the influence of the word as well that's why when she asked the angel how shall these things be knowing that I know not a man listen when I digress the whole of that Matthew statement you will understand that when God chooses sons he would do you hear what the angel said he says the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you listen even the Holy Spirit wanted sons he wanted to mentor sons. In case some of you don't know, it was the Holy Ghost that impregnated Mary. So it's not the first time he would, he would dwell in folks. Every attribute you see Jesus do was as a result of the Spirit of the, the, Spirit of the Lord that was upon on the inside of him. So that's the same reason why when we read according to Galatians, the Bible says the moment that happened, what was the first thing God said? He said he had given us the same Spirit because we have received the adoption of sons Galatians 3 that we read from, what did the Bible say? He said, the Bible said, God gave us the spirit of his what? Go to Galatians 3. Read that Galatians 3. So the same thing Mary said, how shall this thing be? Knowing that I know not a man. Who told you you need a man or you are, and all those things? That's the problem we've always been. And that's the same problem. It's not, it's like, it's, it's, we, we are too quick to think on earthly things when we are dealing with God. The Bible says, the first thing says, is that because we have received, God sent forth the spirit of his sons into our hearts, whereby crying, Abba, Father. Why? Because it was the same model as well for Christ. That's why when you see Paul now explaining in Ephesians, listen to what he says. Let's keep reading. He says, verse, verse 4, verse 5, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, you know, another another. Word just came into my spirit. That's why, listen, church, hear me. It is very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Listen, as church, 
we can commonize a lot of things. For example, some of us believe in wearing white. Some of us believe in Christmas. Some of us don't believe in Christmas. Some of us, uh, some for yesterday, for no last week, I still heard the lady says ah Pentecostals. Uh, I can't go to a Pentecostal church. They are too serious. First things first. If you don't understand what Pentecostal church means, there's no, no, there is no even such a thing as let's stop this naming and the types of churches there is jesus never died to give birth to a type of churches that's another thing we need to address in this last age there is no sort of because for you to say a type of church that's why i don't believe in there is no white church there's no black church there is the church there is no uh some of them do bazaar some of them do harvest some of them do all those things all those things we've brought in that does not define because if you know the meaning of a church the church is the gathering of the sons of god is the gathering of the sons of God. When you know the meaning of that, you don't define it, but you don't define it with any other thing but for Christ. That's why, listen, we can have some silent things that, hey, we might have maybe one or two differences or one or two, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to use the word differences for a reason, but we might have one or two separate beliefs. But when it comes to the person of Christ, when it comes to the person of the Holy Ghost, <laughs> my brother, sister, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you cannot have your own beliefs. You, listen, what I just told you right now, what I just said right now. If there's anything you've ever heard in the in the in the in the family of God series, when it comes to the personality of Christ and when it comes to the personality of the Holy Ghost, as a church, you cannot have your own belief, because that is actually the core. Of what surrounds the family of God with. Everywhere you see in the Bible where God started introducing his plan, you will never find Christ and the Holy Ghost separate. They would always walk in together. That's why when you read one of the things he said here, he says, Because verse 5, having predestinated us by the spirit, predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, the next thing you will see, he talks about his spirit. Let's keep reading. He said, verse 6, To the praise of the glory and grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Verse 7, In whom we have received redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. I said something powerful last week. If you notice another thing I'm saying here, he says the sons of God have received. Underline that. Listen, I'm, I'm sharing truths. I'm sharing meats with everyone this morning. Because, listen, the reason why this knowledge is needed He's look at what I, I'm reading. I'm still reading Ephesians 1. I'm, I'm in verse 7 now. He says, In whom we have received redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. We have received already. Let me not that would digress in a lot of things, but I don't want. But underline that part, we have received the forgiveness of sins. Now let me move on. Verse 9. He said, Having made unto having made unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasures, which he has proposed in himself, that the dispensation of the fullness of time, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together. Do you see now? That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together. Where are you? Gather together in one all things. Did you see? He might gather. So God this time around, all through the nations of the world, is gathering every one of them in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. So for you to say you are a Christian outside Christ means <laughs> the form that signed my adoption. It's not the same form that signed your own adoption. 
It's not. It's as simple as that. In Christ is where every one of us signed our form of adoption. And what does adoption mean? You, you don't, you listen, you can be from Haiti, you can be from Japan, you can be from, um, 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 from Limpopo, you can be from China, you can be from, God is not care, he doesn't care about all of that. He does not look at your background to determine your adoption level. Listen, this day and age, if an average daddy goes to an adoption home, permit me to, to flog those daddies this morning, goes to an adoption home, they will look at it and say, oh, okay, um, okay, t- tell me the, the, the record of this person. Uh, is it a negative blood type? Oh, even now, when people want to get married and all of that, there are a lot of things people scrutinize and all of that, but I thank God that God is not a man. I'm telling you, I thank God that God is not a man. I thank God. Listen, some of us need to, some of you think um, when you buy it, and it's okay. The Bible says in all things, give thanks. Don't get me wrong. But don't limit your thanksgiving to God until you buy a house. Until At times, thank God for being God. And I'm telling you this, this truth. Listen, there are certain things that, listen, no matter how you did it, and I'm going to show you another scripture very soon. No matter how you did it, you were still going to struggle if God did not make a way of, of escape for us coming to him. That's why no matter the amount of righteousness you do on this wall, if you like, give arms from now to tomorrow. Uh, do all those good things from now to tomorrow. If Christ is not in the equation, you are blowing smoke. Or how do they, how do they call those things? You are just blowing dust. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Listen, I can go on and on. To As a matter of fact, let's, let's check another scripture. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Romans. Ooh, Romans, Romans. I hope I don't, I don't, I don't. There is a table. That I think I might break. But permit me. There's a table. I think I might break very soon. Permit me. Permit me. The book of Romans. Romans 8. Oh, very popular scripture. So says the sons of God. But let's check something. Romans 8. Romans 8. You know, I saw something in Romans 8. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I, I was almost in tears. And let me tell you why I was almost in tears. I was almost in tears that I thank God for God. And that's why that statement came from. That's why. If you notice, I said I was going to read. I think it was the Ephesians. There's another scripture I want to read. But I think Romans 8 almost, almost broke, broke something in me this week. Romans 8. Let's start from verse 10. I just said something that no matter how you... If Christ is not in the equation, there is a big problem. There is a big problem. Now, Romans 8. Ooh, glory to God. And if Christ be in you... Stop there. <laughs> if Christ... Oh, you see, Romans 8, verse, listen, the whole of Romans 8, Romans 8 is a masterpiece. I think it's one of the best, Romans 8 to me, I might be wrong. Romans 8, I think, is one of the best epistles of Paul to the church. Romans 8, that's my personal belief, because this Romans 8 is loaded. Verse 10, if Christ be in you, he says the body is dead. If Christ be in you, child of God, how do I explain this? The Bible says, if Christ be in you, according to what Paul says here, and I'm talking about the adoption of sons. He says, the body is dead because of sin. So, I'm trying to say, Paul, let, let, me, let, me, let me break it down the way I explained, the way I understood it, and the way I digested the word. Paul says, the man that has signed the papers for the adoption of the sons of God. He says the body, according to heavens, they see this body has already gone. They don't, they don't, they don't listen, I see, I'm talking to you right now, so it's not as if I'm, I'm, I'm not here. 
I'm talking to you through my body. But according to the picture of heaven, if Christ, he says, if Christ be in you, he says the body is dead. Why did he say the body is dead? Verse 10. He says the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life. The spirit is life. Because of what? Righteousness. Whew. First is first. Righteousness is not anybody. Righteousness is a person. I hope you understand me. Righteousness is the nature of a person. And the only person ascribed with righteousness in the Bible is God. That's why you don't grow in righteousness. You, don't, you can grow in faith. You can grow in, in, in wisdom. You can grow in knowledge. But you will never see any place in the Bible where the Bible says grow in righteousness. Why? Because that's the nature of God. It's either you have it or you don't have it. It's just like when a child is given birth to. He can be a young man, but he's still a man. He can be a man in his fives or in his four. <laughs> he's a man. If he, is, he can be a man in his uh, 15 years of age, he's still a man. He can be, Listen, he does not ever grow to become more manly. He just grows in what he already is. I hope you also understand that. So when God adopts children, Nothing changed the state of their sonship. Although when they are ignorant, they might still think <laughs> that this body rules. And the Bible says that body, if a man in Christ, according to heaven, that body according to them is already dead. But the challenge with a lot of God's people is they don't even understand this. That's why they interact more with something that to God, I don't even count it as anything. That's why when you live according to your senses, Romans 8 says, you shall die. That's what the Bible says. That's why the Bible also says, a carnal mind. The man who functions as though he never signed the paper. The Bible says, that person is an enemy. is enmity before God. Not that he's not righteous, but he's acting as if he's the enemy of God. Because he functions based on sense knowledge. And that's not what God wants for us. Let's keep reading. In verse, verse 10, as a matter of fact, let's jump to verse 14. There's something I want to show you in verse 14. Romans 8, in verse 14. In verse 14. The Bible says, For as many of them, now, it gets interesting. Now, he says, For as many of them, for as many of them that are led by the Spirit of God, of God, they are the sons of God. Now, you see that part now coming in. There's a reason why I jumped to 14, because Paul went straight for the juggler. He went straight for it. Now, listen, the reason why you would know the sons of God is not because they speak um, Queen's English. One thing you will notice about the sons of God is such that they are led by the one that sealed their papers. Hear what I just said now. Some of us have always seen the Holy Spirit as, oh, when the Holy Spirit comes on me, I just have to shake. I just have to do all of that. No, the Bible says he has sealed us with the spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit was the one that stamped that seal. Now come, this guy, you're in. That's the reason why he says, he can rule in our lives. So if the adoption of sons is not just for us to know that, hey, now I'm a son. Now I have all of that. He says, listen, somebody has to lead. Somebody has to lead. Because God, as I told you, God is not, God is not, uh, God is not, he's not daddy. Daddy in the sense of, um, at times daddy might forget one or two things. 
God as a father doesn't. No, he doesn't. That's why he says, come, let me lead the way. Verse 10, he says, for as many of them that are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. Verse 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Pooh. That table right there is what I wanted to break. He says, that's why, listen, child of God, fear. I don't know why this keeps coming to my spirit. The Bible says in 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of what? Adoption. Did you see that now? Now, I first of all called it the adoption of sons. Now, Romans, Paul came to Romans here and says that, come. No, he first explained that. I read verse 10 for a reason. He said, if a man is in Christ, let him know that the body is dead. Not that he wants you to go and stab yourself or kill yourself, but no. He's trying to make you understand, don't live from the sense realm. Because that realm will not pay anything. For example, you want to make a move. You say, oh, okay. Um, 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 they said the stock market is this they said this is this they said this is that the ones that have not been adopted say oh because it is up let me also jump there no what is the Holy Ghost saying if everybody is doing it doesn't mean <laughs> is the you know these days we've, 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 we've permit me to, to break this this side table this one is a side table we want to be moved by the current trend that is not trending with the Holy Ghost if it's trending everywhere, listen, watch, watch, watch what doesn't trend with God. <laughs> That's what, if it trends with God, then flow with it. If it trends with God, flow with it. And the reason why, listen, the Holy Spirit is alive. Let nobody ever tell you, uh, uh, it's not just that, <laughs> you know, I think I want to share with some of you, you know, I, I said something before we started. Paul, writing to Timothy, he says, stir up, stir up, stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. The reason why Paul said that is because the gift will be on the inside of you, but you can permit it to be dormant. You can. Not that it's not there. That's why when he came here in verse 15, he says, For ye have not received the spirit of, of bondage again to fear. That's not what we have. Listen, Paul went straight out. He says, For we have not received, I'm reading verse 15. He says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption. So the adoption of sons that Galatians talked about, Paul, if you notice here, if you notice here, for, if, everybody look down at your Bible. When Paul in 15 says the spirit of adoption, is the capital, is the S in capital or not? Is in capital. That means he's trying to tell us that, you notice when I told you that every Christian at the same time, when Mary said, now you understand the statement I said earlier, when Mary said, how shall these things be Knowing that I know I'm not a woman. What did the angel say? He said, listen, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, that son, you would have it. Period. Leave David out of this equation. So when he came here and he says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage to fear, but you have received the Holy Ghost of adoption. That means, that means, when the spirit of the Lord, that's why it's the Bible, listen, the, the scripture interprets each other. That's why when the Bible says, we have been sealed with the spirit of promise. The place of the Holy Ghost, if that's why if you keep reading, the same word that he said in Galatians 3. He says, we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry what? Abba, Father. Do you think it's a coincidence that the same thing Paul wrote to the Galatians in Galatians 3? How did he end Galatians 3? He says, once that spirit is on the inside of you, I can tell you one thing, it will change your lingua franca. The way you talk will be different. I remember one of the first things 
one one the one long sermon that I listened to from um, Pastor Benny Hinn. He said, "Let me tell you one thing. That one thing you can know about the Holy Ghost. If you don't know the traits of the Holy Ghost, forget all this raising the dead and all of not I forget in that context. But if there is one thing you can watch out for, one I would never forget what Pastor Benny Hinn said there. He said the spirit of boldness." He said, let me tell you one person, one thing I know about one person, the presence field of the Holy Ghost. They have this confidence that you know is not from earth. <laughs> As in, that's one of the things. I can't even remember how I stumbled upon that teaching. I think someone just asked him, that, how do you know the traits of one field of the Holy Ghost? He said, listen, some of us, the, and he was trying to explain, and I, if you notice, I hardly call out the name of, 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 of preachers or fathers, but I think I can vouch for Pastor Benny, you know, because in these days... <laughs> Not everybody that says Jesus is Lord is as it. I'm sure you know what I'm trying to say. But I can vouch for Pastor Benny. Now he said one thing. I don't even necessarily have to see anything. Let them not even display anything. He said the one thing I would notice. He said the spirit of boldness, because and now you know it took me a while. It took me a while to understand what he said. But Pastor, I checked even in the book of Acts. Before Peter started raising the dead, before they started breaking out and causing manifestations to happen, the moment the cloven tongues of fire was upon them, Peter was the last person who would preach and 3,000 would give their hearts to Christ. Peter was the one that was running from pillar to pole and all of that. Some of us think what we need to show that, hey, God is confident and God is with us is when the money starts rolling in. Listen, at times when you open up your mouth and the things you've not prepared for to say start flowing out. At times you want to address a situation, something that is an obstacle, something that is a challenge. We've been not seeing it so much. When you speak with the Holy Ghost, you will know. I'm telling you the truth. There are times when you you prophesy to your life, not necessarily because you want to uh, you want to join the leads of those who have Ferrari. There are times when you rebuke certain things, even where your life is concerned. It is not you don't necessarily need when you are in a uh, in a gathering of hey, there is a one-time revival. Who told you you cannot cause that revival as well to happen? One thing I saw in Galatians and I saw in Ephesians, he says when that spirit comes on the inside of you, now he addresses it as the spirit of adoption. In Galatians, he didn't call him a spirit. He just told us that, hey, God will roll out that form. He calls them the adoption of sons. But he made us understand in Romans. That's why I said, listen, child of God, listening to me anywhere. He calls him the spirit of adoption. So when you permit that spirit, let me tell you what happened. You leave the realm of the adoption home. You leave that realm away. Every other child is in this place looking for who, who to call father or who to call. Listen, when you speak by the Holy Ghost, you are first a child of God. And when you start doing plans or praying things, listen, when you stir up his grace, he becomes more vocal on the inside of you. In case some of you don't know, I was not always like this. But I tell you the truth, it was not always like this. And that's the confidence that I have, that when you open up your mouth, someone fills it up. At times, some of you think pastors know everything. That's why it says, one trait you can know about the sons of God, they are led. It's not so much about the tongues that they speak or about the whatever. The first trait you know about the sons of God, they are led. And a man that is led at times does not even understand what is happening. But he knows that, for example, the Bible says, God told um, Isaac, in that same land, so. The same land where everybody was running, the same land where there was famine, there was drought. God says, remain in that place. It will not make sense to a man that is filled with his brains. But with a man that is filled with the Spirit, it will make so much sense. How? Because the Holy Ghost knows the next 10 years. He knows the next 20 years. He knows everything. So when he tells you to remain in the place, if it does not make sense, remain in that place. 
The trait of how you know, because listen, you cannot manifest if you don't even know that you've been adopted. And what does it mean to adopt? The moment they seal the form, technically, nobody can come again and claim you and say you are my son. Even when the, the, the biological parent come in, it might be hard because they will ask you, where have you been all these years? So when I'm talking about the word father, it means a lot. It means a lot. When you get down on your knees, listen, at times, yes, praise the Lord. You call him God. You call him Elohim. There are times when you get to that closet in your space, address him as a father, and mean it with all of your heart. I'll tell you the truth. There are certain ease that will come to your spirit when you talk to your father. I'm telling you things from practical experience. That's why I told you that there was something that, almost, that I think it brought tears to my eyes. And until I started seeing this, when I started reading the scripture, and it kept making making much sense verse 15 he said for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear child of god face that project head on you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear that is god talking to some of you this morning saying you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear at times you don't even have all the answers put together but because you know you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear who is the one that received the spirit of bondage because some of you don't know when i read this part again two major words were put in the same sentence first bondage comes before fear why do you think paul was talking like that bondage came before fear because when you are held back uh, you uh, uh, i'm cold i am this you start putting yourself that's why he said that we are no more servants under the elements of this world that's how fear creeps in so here, he's saying two big words. That's why he reminded us by saying, child of God, hearing me, you are not under any bondage. Because when you start thinking you're under bondage, fear is just an Uber away to come over to you. Because the moment you put yourself under that bondage, you have ordered the Uber right to bring the fear. You have. And in that point, God himself cannot help you outside your thoughts. Some people don't know. That's why when people say things like, oh, oh, my uh, God, he, uh, if it is your will, let it happen. I've told you, listen, I, I, I always think that way as well. I've told you the will of God. Read the Ephesians that we read. It. The Bible says, blessed be the God who has blessed pastors. You know the will of God already. So when people come and say, oh, Lord, if it is your will, let it happen. There is no such a thing like that. I had to learn that the hard way. With your faith, you get up from that place because you have not received the spirit of bondage against fear. When you keep reading, look, for example, let's read verse, verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage against fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry about Father. Verse 16. The spirit himself, he says, now bear witness with our spirits. So when you walk knowing that there is no spirit of bondage in this body, what happens? Your word starts becoming ones with the Holy Ghost. That's why in 16 it says, for the Spirit himself bears witness. Hmm. When you speak, the Holy Ghost says, well done, son. That's it. When you want to do things, there is always a witness. Even when you take a wrong step, you say, no. There is, there, listen, that's why as a child of God, you have to be connected to the inner man. Hear me very well. This is not, I'm not playing around here. You have to be connected to the inner man. Because in this last day and age, information is what is going to rule the world. Whether it be church, and when I say information, even about the church as well. And it's not going to be information you will get from the news. When the Bible says, for as many of them that are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. Somebody is leading the way and is giving you the information. There are a lot of things in these last days that normally will not make sense. And I'm telling you the, the, the burden of how this family series started. 
But God has made preparations for his family. There is nothing in this world that would come to overpower the family of God or the sons of God, except if we fall ignorant and we fall victim. That's why I read some chapters to you the other day. He says if we are in this world as Christians, if we think we are in this world, uh, how did 1 Corinthians 15 put it? He says we are, the most we are the most miserable if we think Christ is just alive for us in this world alone. Okay, let, let's let's keep reading. Let me show you something. I hope I'm able to. Okay, it's pastor. Just give me like a few more minutes. Verse 16. He says, For the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if the children of God, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we are so far with Him, that we may be able to glorify with Him. Verse 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the endless expectation of the creation waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. If you notice, that was how we ended that topic. And which is what we're going to start with next week. There is, there is such a thing as the creations waiting, not for those who have good suits or who have good ushering team. They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Listen, they are waiting for us. They are waiting. There are certain things that will not move until we start to move. It is scripture. It will happen. I'm telling you the truth. And that's the reason why the last thing Jesus said, hey, there will be rumors of war. Don't get me wrong. There will be all those things. But what was the last thing Jesus said in Matthew 24? But the greatest sign that you will see, he said the gospel will be so preached. The gospel will be so preached. Why? Listen, God is big. <laughs> Listen, there is going to be a fast reproduction cycle. In the manifestation of the sons of God, there are certain things I would say. <laughs> Let me stop here because I just trigger certain things. There, there will be so, because if Jesus did not, if he did not mean it, he wouldn't say it. And all of this at the same time aligns with what Joel 2 said. And that's the reason why we, we have to know who we are. When we call a place church, do you know what? It is not the assembly of politicians. It is, it is the assembly of the sons of God. That alone should provoke by, by design. But that alone alone should provoke miracles to happen at ease when we gather. When people come into our midst, if you come with that hard knowing that I come, I am, I am first the child of God. Everything around me. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. God never talks to strangers that way. You can only you can share sensitive things with people who are your family members. The, the very delicate things about God is what he says. When he says, be ye holy, for I am holy. You, it, it doesn't become... That's why Joseph can say, you know what, Potiphar, it's not about you, madam. You are beautiful. But I cannot sin against God. It's not about sleeping with you. I cannot. I cannot bring myself to a place of sinning against God. That is the thoughts that was in the mind of Joseph, even before every other one. And listen, some of us think it takes it takes uh, something hard. It takes a three-day revival to pull God down. It doesn't. Listen, I'm telling you things. I've, you know, I told you that certain things have been taught to me that I, I don't know if it's the right. It does not. It doesn't. It doesn't. If it takes my son weeks to get my attention, something is wrong with my parenting. Listen, let's call it, let's say it the way it is. I, I'm not here to, to, listen, as a pastor, your job is not to cover for God. I'm telling you the truth. As the sons of God, it is not our place. We are not supposed to cover for the father. If my son, if someone is at the door knocking and say, oh, daddy is not at all. Nobody needs to say anything. It shows how irresponsible I am. And God is not like that. 
If we always have to hide at the back of the scene, uh, do something, uh, and pretend and say, oh, daddy is not at home, and all of that. Listen, it is not hard for God to show up. Check yourself, man of God. Check yourself, child of God. It would never, it would never be. Jesus came to show us the model. Jesus never prayed twice for things to happen. Let's talk about it. He never prayed twice. Listen, I'm telling you things. It is hard on me as well. Jesus never prayed twice for the same thing. That is church. Paul, Peter, James, every one of them, they never prayed twice. As a matter of fact, even when they were praying for Peter to be released, the Bible says the angel came, Peter was walking, Peter came out of the, 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 the place where Herod kept him. It was Rhoda, a small girl that said, come, what you are praying about, God has done it. Even they themselves, they were still in doubt. When Peter was arrested, and Herod wanted to kill him, the Bible says the church came together and they started praying. The Bible said an angel was sent. An angel was sent. Peter came out. Even they themselves, they did not believe it. God never questioned them. He fine, it's fine for them to walk in unbelief of what they were praying about. That was the fault even in the, in the first church. But the Bible says the manifestation happened. Listen, the church of the last day, if COVID has not taught us anything, <laughs> listen, COVID happened. Churches were closed. Did you see any angel fall from the sky? No. Do you think God was not aware of it? That churches around the world closed? He was. If he's pointing our attention to see something. Listen, the Holy Ghost wants to manifest. There are a lot of things that I'm not saying. And that's the reason why, for example, this morning, I'm sure there are a lot of people in churches, which is good. But, you know, I, I believe that if the, if the Holy Spirit is pointing the attention of some of us in this direction, one of the things I said to myself, I said, I mean, listen to me. It, it's not, the, a crowd is not your business right now. A crowd is not your business right now. If you cannot get what he's trying to make you to see, re, I'm telling you, I've not shared it with her. I'm telling you hard truth that I have to say to myself that, listen, listen, when, when, the hot, when the altar is on fire, people will see the smoke. When you set something on fire, people, smoke, if it's a smoke, people will see it. When you, are, when you are on fire for God, it will not be hard to locate. When you are on fire for God, you will, you will not be hard to locate. And that's the truth. And that's the comfort that I'm in. I told her this morning. I said, has anybody mentioned that they are not going to show up for the meeting? I didn't even want a response for her. Because one of the things I've said to myself, I need to preserve the state of where I am with God. I need to preserve it. And at times, it's not even so much about... At times, when I minister like this, it has, it's not so much about even you guys. Because the truth about it is, even as a pastor, I want to get it first. And when I'm preaching to you like this, even from, from the depth of my spirit, listen, the sons of adoption, God told me about it. As a matter of fact, it was the first topic that God told me about in the One Big Family series. The first thing God told me about was the adoption of sons. It was the first thing I was supposed to start. I wish I could show you my notes. It was the first thing. That's why I'm like this. So every other thing that has gathered out of this world is because of this. The Bible says he has given us the spirit of adoption. Do you know what that means? The spirit of adoption. That means when a child of God walks into a place, you can carry that same spirit into a place whereby everybody can be adopted. Everybody. That's what it means. When a Christian opens his mouth to speak, you release that spirit of adoption to the point whereby all of them want to sign the form. That's what we're going to talk about in the manifestation of sons. When a child of God talks or comes into a place, what he calls the adoption of sons in Ephesians, in, in, in Romans, what Paul calls it was, he says we have received the spirit of adoption. What made that 
thing possible in the first place. The spirit of adoption and the adoption of sons are two different things. What made it possible for you to be adopted as a son of God is the spirit of adoption. If that spirit was not possible, Jesus would not be would, would not have been born and all of that. Because of that spirit, that's why we don't need Mary anymore. We don't need any woman's womb anymore. Now, all God needs is a pupit and watch him give birth. Listen, I bless every one of you and I decree as you go this week, the, the, the same glory. You know, I, I just feel this, you know, this, this. I, I don't know whether it's a, I, you know, I feel like a pregnant woman who wants to give birth. Lord, I, I pray this morning that the same anointing rest upon every hearer this morning. And I pray in the name of Jesus, ministers, ministers of the gospel, ministers of the gospel, men who will stand in the gap for other sons to be born. I pray that as they listen to this, Lord, this is the little that we can do, but I know with you it's, a, it's enough. And I, I, I pray for the ears of everyone listening to this, that by the Holy Spirit, they have the ability to stand even in this last day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.